the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. Get started. Better. Start the show. <laughs> this is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. You almost said moose and squirrel after you got after you that little intro. Well, I, don't, well, I don't know what you're talking about. What? That's a Bullwinkle <laughs> reference, moose and squirrel. Oh, I know. Natasha. I, I know what that was. Oh. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, heard on stations all over the world. Well, three here in Texas. In Texas, yeah, I know, in Texas. And on the internet, yes, uh, well, I have why? several friends. That find listen. you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. We'll have yeah. to do a full deep dive there, probably in 170 countries around the world. There. Oh, there's there's actually, it's interesting when you find out people listen from I all know. over. It's pretty crazy. And also, too, India is a big pocket yeah. for, that, are, that are seeking the truth, and in Israel. Yeah. I found out that I am second. Right, the campaign. The campaign there, mm-hmm. where these guys are giving their testimonies on why Christ, these folks now, using the internet, who can't even talk, say his name, Jesus. Yeah. We'll go do their research, and that's like where they get the, their most hits from. Oh, wow. People finding the Messiah, mm. you know, through that platform. So, well, Lord, let it be so. Let yeah. it be so. How are you, Pastor Sean? I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, took a couple days away last week with the fam. Just went down, just down to the to the beach near Corpus. I did too. And, why did what? you call me? Well, because you know, because <laughs> I didn't want to see you. <laughs> I, I knew we had to do this. No, wait. No, we that, had a really good time. Yeah. Good, and it was it was hot. Did you have any fun? Did you stay oh, inside? Yeah. What's interesting is no, it, no, we didn't. It was hot, but the water was nice. Right. It wasn't. It, it was great. It actually was really nice. Had a good time. Seafood. Uh, of course, yeah. went out for seafood, uh, played pickleball. We're getting into pickleball. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's stereotypical. I'm getting older. <laughs> therefore, I must play pickleball. <laughs> exactly. Congratulations. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. uh, hey, they're building a bunch of pickleball courses in, in Bernie, Texas, so come on out. I want you to be on my team now since you're the pro. Well, I, I wouldn't say quite that uh. yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, we're going to build some here at River City. going to build some wow. over near our, near our cantina. It's part of a big project we're doing starting this fall. And so, uh, yeah, we'll have some pickleball courts eventually. I love a spirit-filled church that has a cantina, for those that are listening at home. Yeah, can, based, based on the, the root canteen. It's, oh, of course. Water. <laughs> 
that, that, that's a great, that's an interesting point you bring up. Uh, this used to be Rotama Polo Center. In fact, when I moved to San Antonio from Chicago, uh, my family played polo. It's what I grew up doing. And we came down here. This was the largest polo center in the country at the wow. time. It had the U.S. Open, had the Cup of the Americas, international tournaments, had all, all the best tournaments, all the best players lived around here or at least came through here for two particular seasons per year. And so it was an amazing place. Yeah. Loved it. And you know the story. We ended up buying this property that went into receivership years ago and became the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. We bought it. Well, there was a structure on it called the Cantina. They served breakfast tacos. They had, you know, it yeah. was a beautiful porch overlooking some of the polo fields. But they would have parties at night. And, of course, it was a Cantina, you yes. know. And so that building was still here. So when we moved here, we remodeled and everything. But because of my history, I said, no, we're still calling it the cantina. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sean, you know what cantina means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that building. <laughs> cantina. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, where is the new hub for the U.S. Open and all that if it, since uh, it crashed here? Uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. All, all that. Was all. it always there, too, though? No. No, all before right. that. Actually, when I grew up, it was in Chicago, uh, Oak Brook, Illinois. It was in Oak Brook, right outside of Chicago. Uh, so the it's kind of like my family actually moved down here, followed polo because my yeah. brother and I were young players and we were this was very early we were two of the younger players in the country and so my dad was setting us up for professional careers I ended up going into ministry I got out of that and my brother continued became the oh, best, yeah. best player in the United States you know magazine covers and oh, world yeah. tours and yep, yep. fast cars and, and, and I'm here with you so here we are <laughs> <laughs> but you still get to ride the horse every once in a while on these grounds oh yes? yeah no we have that we have a polo field right up front uh, the San Antonio Polo Club uses it it's fantastic Fantastic. Awesome. It's been great. Been great. Right. Got to ask you, does school start this week or next week? Uh, school starts Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Well, congratulations to, to the whole new team. And Yeah. Uh, and here's oh, to- it's great. We're very excited. We've got back to school stuff last night and tonight. I get to talk to the parents. It's going to be great. Awesome. Uh, Pastor Sean, have you been uh, keeping up with the news lately? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's yes. what we do on this show. Yes, 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 yes. I, I'm, I find myself getting so annoyed at certain things. And I end up, I, I call it going papa. <laughs> Oh, here he goes. <laughs> you know, when you're yelling at the radio, right? And you realize a sane person doesn't do this. But the injustice and the inequity mm. with how our political news is handled. And even in, in the context of the Christian church, how when Donald Trump was president and there, he had so many different habits and things and, mm. that were just so messed up. And you can talk about what he's going through right now and the indictments and all the stuff. And it's over January 6th, with which, again... January 6th was was a huge mistake, huge thing that that got out of hand. But but again, it was also kind of when if you look at it in the scope of things, Mm -hmm. it was a day there was, you know, very little that happened Um, there. None of the these protesters were armed. There was no armed insurrection. My favorite picture was them staying inside the stanchions as they were going. Yes, it was like a tour. Yeah. You know, the the security let (laughs) them in. Exactly. And yeah, I, I know they went through and they sat at desks and yeah. things like that. When you stop and think of it in context, you're just like, okay, really? Yeah. But you, you would think from media, it's the most dangerous thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not making excuses for anything at all. I'm just saying this, this incredible inequity, and you see what, what, what Trump's presidency was, and honestly, if you're, if, you, if you're at all objective, you see how our country fared well in many ways under Donald Trump. You may totally dislike his rhetoric, his narcissism, his, his, the, the sophomoric things that he mm-hmm. said to, to his opponents, and I'm, I'm on board. I don't love those things at all, don't like those things at all. But what was interesting is how many Christians came out and, and critical 
of anybody who supported Donald Trump. Christians. Uh, well, yeah. You know, Christianity Today was very vocal, and they had several articles about how we must distance ourselves from Donald Trump. This was all before January 6th, before any of that. You know, they're very critical of, you know, people like Franklin Graham, critical of Christians who supported Donald Trump. And it was on the basis of he's not a nice man, he's a narcissist, he, mm-hmm. he's, and, and a lot of them did. A lot of Christians, left, right, John Piper was one, all, all kinds. Then you have Joe Biden, and you have the corruption that was, of course, concealed. You know, mm-hmm. you want to talk about was the election stolen? I, I, I don't know. I can't make that claim. Um, it was, was COVID misused mm-hmm. <laughs> and the mail-in balloting, and does that open things to some abuse? I, I would think it would probably maybe more prone to abuse. Uh, but when you talk about... They had Hunter Biden's laptop. They had all this information. They had testimony before the election, but it was suppressed mm-hmm. by the media. So I, I don't think I don't know that any political group did it, but this was it was a huge piece. And now we're finding out what really was happening, and how when our current president was vice president, he literally is threatening Ukraine if they don't with 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 American dollars, mm-hmm. with support dollars if they don't fire the prosecutor who is going after the company that Hunter's that Joe Biden's son Hunter is on the board of yeah. Burisma. It's, it's just, you see, it's like, are, are you kidding me? But that was all suppressed all. And now it's all out in the open. And one of the things that I sit and wonder is, well, where's everybody, where's Christianity today's article criticizing people who supported Joe Biden. Mm. How could you support someone so dishonest and corrupt? Nobody ever said anything. You know, at the time when people were critical of Donald Trump, I'm like, yeah, Donald Trump has all kinds of problems. But really, in 2016, you think we had a big choice? So you're saying uh, Hillary Clinton was some kind of Joan of Arc? <laughs> Hillary Clinton was this saint? Is that what you're trying to say? It's the inequity. It's the injustice. And it's, it's curious to me why in a Christian setting mm. it was acceptable to criticize other believers who supported Donald Trump. But... You don't see anything like that coming or any kind of reproving or correction or tisk tisk to people, Christians, who supported Joe Biden. Yeah. And it's just a, it's an interesting inequity. And I think one of the things is I think the, the media, the media sets the tone. And I think too many Christians are worried about being appealing to the world. Mm. And so the, 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 we clearly, the media the universities and education, uh, so much of the, the government is actually run by the left that it's like, well, we want to fit in with them. We want to be accepted by them. We don't want to be critical of them. But, boy, we'll certainly turn on our brothers and sisters who support a president who is on the right. And whether that's Trump, whether that's DeSantis, whatever it is, I find that Christians, we, sh- we should be just. We should be fair. And we should remember that, first of all, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter, Biden supporter. I'm a Christian. Mm. I'm a Christ follower. So I should be, I should be able to say Donald Trump's rhetoric is not fitting for the the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. The way he spoke about people, the way he treated people, his behavior before he was president with women and things like that. But I say the exact same thing about Joe Biden. Are you kidding me? Oh, you me? can't do that, Sean. <laughs> well, I just did. Oh. I, I, I feel oh. like it's already done. I don't think we can undo the it. Using the opinions of reaching for real life is... <laughs> are, are, are not those of Barron. <laughs> well, no, you know what I'm saying? I do. It, it's, it's like, it's like we, we should say, that's not righteous. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're here and you're a Trump supporter, go, way to go, Sean. Way to get on him. Get, get at it. Yeah. You know, if that's you, you, you need to stop and, and just recognize, yeah, I think we do need to call that out. And we do need to say... 
as a Christian, I don't support that. I don't support that kind of behavior, that kind of mm-hmm. treating of other people. I don't support his statements about women before he was president. I don't support his, I don't support his crude comments when he was president. But I definitely don't support Joe Biden's 45 years of mm-hmm. corruption. Yeah. I don't support what has been done. I don't support any of this. Right. It's like, as Christians, our, our loyalty needs to be with Christ. Right. Our loyalty needs to be with the Word of God. And I think one, some could argue, well, then I can't. If I can't fully support the candidate as a righteous person, then I will not vote for them. And I understand if that's your stand, you'll never be voting. Right. We do not have any perfect candidates. Well, when Hillary and Trump went at it in 2016, we didn't have a good candidate. They were both very, very uh, broken people. Mm-hmm. Both. You know, and there's no doubt. And if you go, oh, Hillary was better. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you really need to do some research. Okay. And see the stuff that the Clinton Foundation money that they got from, from Russia mm-hmm. with the uranium, you know, sale. And, and just all these different things that happened under Cl- Hillary Clinton's leadership as Secretary of State. So you, you can go back. You can watch things that happened under the Obama administration. You can watch things that happened under the Bush administration. Yeah. There's just no perfect people. Right. There's no perfect people. And I think if you're if your thing is I cannot cast a vote for anyone but a person that I believe is is morally upright and represents Jesus Christ, then at least in recent elections, you're not voting. Yeah. And so can you vote for a flawed person, but who you think their leadership will most benefit the people of the United States will most benefit the gospel, the freedom of the gospel? You know, because I've said before, I'm kind of a one-issue voter, mm-hmm. right? You know, religious freedom. Because I don't believe government's the answer. I don't believe economics is the answer. I don't believe power is the answer. I believe the gospel. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and the gospel is the answer. So give me the candidate who's going to encourage and stoke the, fan the flames of religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm going to lean heavily there because that, believe, I believe, is the answer for America. That's a lot, Pastor Sean. Thank you, Papa. Papa, how'd you say it? <laughs> Papa. It's it a rant. It was, it was a rant. No, I like that. Uh, are you being critical of of uh, Christianity today for leaning left? Well, I'm no for being unfair. Uh huh. Yeah, they they will be very. They were very critical of people who voted Trump because of his behavior and things. But they've been very silent on people Christians who voted for Biden. Yeah, and I'm like, I, just be fair. Because that's what we're called to do. And when you talk about Christians who voted for Barack Obama, hey, you got got to understand there's a couple factors there. One, it was a really big deal that, that he was our first black president. That oh, absolutely. That was something I think, I think our nation was looking for. It felt like we that was a major milestone Beautiful thing. In, in American culture and history. He was also an outstanding communicator, obviously, a very, um, very marketable candidate. Now, if you looked at he he didn't lie to us. He, he told you what he was about. Fundamentally changed. Yeah. He, but some of us knew what that meant. Yes. And, and if you looked at his history, but again, it wasn't quite so obvious. I'm just saying, if you had to dig and find out what Obama was really about, and, and unless you were listening to his speeches, which he would tell you. Mm-hmm. So, and again, that's a matter of, Baron, everybody, here's the thing. I, I think people have this bias. This bias that, well, Democrats are for helping the poor, and Jesus was for helping the poor, and so we should vote for Democrats. Understand something. Everyone's for helping the poor. We right. just disagree as how what the best solution is. Right. Understand. You just need to know that. Uh, well, but the Republicans are the party of the rich. Yet not anymore. Maybe there was a day when they were. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But 
the fact is today, the elites, the people in power, largely left-leaning, largely Democrat. So that you need to kind of understand the demographics have changed. Well, Democrats are, we're, are much better for, when it comes to race issues and racial reconciliation and racial equality. Well, Democrats are the party of, of slavery and racism. Far more in their history than the Republicans were. And, you know, we, we all have a checkered history through the slavery, obviously, and then even the, even the, the civil rights movement, the fight. And so, again, everybody wants to see poverty eradicated. Mm-hmm. We disagree as to the solutions. Mm. Everybody wants to see racism eradicated and all of us be, be unified and treating people with love and respect we disagree as the best way to get there, you know? So understanding that and not just vilifying and saying, oh, Republicans are all about this or, oh, Democrats are all about this. That's actually not true. Mm -hmm. And sadly, a bunch of people going around wearing, you know, D's or R's on their shirt and they really don't know what the platforms are about. And and what I guess I'm, Papa's rant here Mm -hmm. is we're Christians. Okay. Put a C on your shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. A, A cross. That's our, that's our confession. We are followers of Jesus. And so when we see, I don't care if you're a Republican, when you see a Republican being unrighteous, you should say, hey, that's unrighteous. Yeah. You know, be honest. Just be honest and be fair. If you're a Democrat and you see a Democrat being unrighteous, just say that. That's unrighteous. All right. I don't support that. And and what's funny is when you have two unrighteous candidates, which we had Mm -hmm. in 2020 and we had in 2016, and technically we've had in like every election Mm -hmm. except for jimmy carter he was born again christian praise the lord (laughs) uh i think i hey i got i have to tell you i think carter i think carter was a good man i think carter was a good man i disagreed with his approach to leadership i think it was Mm -hmm. devastating yeah and so that's an interesting question what do you think what do you do when you think boy that's a very kind-hearted good-meaning man who i think is going to do things that are going to be very harmful for our nation and I think a fair-minded person can say, boy, I like that guy, and I would love to have dinner with him. I'd love to know him, but I don't think he's going to be a good president of the United States, so I'm going to vote for this other guy over here who I think will do a better job. Yeah. I think a, a thinking person can do that, yeah. right? Yeah. The most qualified guy should get the job. Yes. That's the whole that's And the look point. at you, most qualified guy. What a misogynist. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. I said guy. <laughs> you said guy. Yes. Automatically. It's wow. A, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's, those are my pronouns. Guy and dudes and everybody. That's everybody. Uh, all right, so Pastor Chuck, can you kind of again as now put your pastor hat on, yeah, Papa, put your corn cob <laughs> pipe down, <laughs> and now bring some redemption to this thing? Where's the hope in all this in America well, today? Well, I, I think the hope, Baron, is in Christ. Okay, it, it, where it's not is in the political process. I want to. I I choose to participate. Mm-hmm. I choose to participate, and I choose to try to do my best to research and understand. Um, kind of what these people are about not just what they say what they've done Mm -hmm. and see which of these fallen imperfect broken people are going to do the best job who are who's most sincere going to do the best job and is up for the task of leading the united states and creating the most freedom and the most prosperity the most opportunity for the most people that's really what i'm looking for okay i'm not electing a pastor right okay and i've you know, people. Some people said, "How could you support Mitt Romney? He's Mormon, and you're a Christian." And I'm like, "I'm not electing a pastor." Mm. I disagree with some of Mitt Romney's takes. I think he's probably trying to curry favor with the other side of the aisle and the press a little bit sometimes. So I, there's some things he's done that have made me, you know, just 
not I haven't appreciated. Mm-hmm. But do I think basically from his track record, he's a good and honorable man? Yes. Yeah. So I'm sitting going, I'm not electing a pastor. I'm electing a president. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the question is, the, the, other, the option is, okay, then now I can only have a born-again Christian. Oh, what about a Calvinist? Yeah. <laughs> is oh, Calvinist, I got a problem. Uh, Arminian? I can't, oh, I heard he was Pentecostal. <laughs> mm, can't vote for him. Yeah. So I do think there's just a, a point of understanding what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And the other option is to not participate at all. Mm. But, but the, the, I think the most important thing is recognizing I'm not Republican, Democrat, partisan, whatever. I'm a Christian. And, you know, the thing that started my papa rant here is that I feel like many in the context of the church have been very unfair and very inequitable in this context. And I think the media is one of the big reasons for that. They're currying favor. And I think we shouldn't do that. We should be forthright. If you think Donald Trump's rhetoric and narcissism is a problem, then it's okay for that to be your reason not to vote for him. That's That's a fair and upright thing to do. But if you... Also, then go look and you see you have to acknowledge the corruption and the history of the Biden family. And you have to just be honest about that. You right. can't pretend that that's not real and can't go, well, but at least he's better than this. You no, know, you have to recognize. And and I think you, you, at the end of the day, have to prayerfully say, Lord, do you want me to vote in this election? Okay, if you do, who do you, who do you see? Because what's interesting is, man, if you look in Scripture, God using ungodly leaders. Correct. You know, King Cyrus, the Persian, Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian. I mean, God is God. Mm -hmm. He is overall, and he will accomplish his will. Amen. So file that under for what it's worth. Here's, you know. (laughs) For what it's worth.com. For what it's worth.com. That's cool. As you just talked about, you know, God's will. Can I share something I heard today from a pastor friend of mine? I'd like to hear that. This is very cool. You, you think you're always praying to be in the will of God. Lord, I just want to be in your yep, will. I want to yep, be. Yep. He said, in the Bible, who could have been more in the will of God than two people? Mary and Joseph, right? Prophesied through all time. Yeah, feeling, feeling like that. They are, you have to be in God's will if you're Mary and you're Joseph. Yep. Okay. And you've got scandal because there's a teenager, a pregnant teenager. And right. you've got walking through the desert on a donkey. And yep. you get to Bethlehem and there's no room in the end. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? So the, mm-hmm. just because you're in the perfect will of God doesn't mean, you know. Well, and I, the scripture is cr- real clear on that. It does say all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. It doesn't say all things will seem good. Yeah, good. Okay. I like that. And, and that's important to understand that. When I'm following the Lord, I'm following, I'm listening for his voice. I'm doing my best to represent him well. I can still have bad things happen to me. There's still bad people in the world who, who will do bad things. And, you know, I'm just saying God promises through all of that because mm-hmm. we live in a sinful, broken world. Mm-hmm. But he promises through all of that to bring something good. And look what he did through Joseph and Mary and their hardship, their trials. Look, look the, the Redeemer, they brought the Redeemer, and they represented themselves. They represented God well in the process. Uh, that'll preach. Mm. I'm going. Christmas, uh, uh, cr- Christmas coming. Christmas coming. Baron, remind <laughs> it's me just, of that. It's just coming. <laughs> Send me an email. <laughs> well, what are you teaching about here in the new series, uh, Pastor John? Do you have a vision for the rest of the uh, year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to be doing We're going to be doing some pretty cool stuff. Uh, I introduced this last weekend a campaign we're going to be doing called City on a Hill. And it's a it's really a vision and capital campaign for our just the next step of development for this amazing yeah. gift that God gave us. When he gave us this campus, it changed the tra- trajectory of our of our ministry because not that the heart or the mission changed, but 
God gave us this unbelievable tool, right. but with it came an assignment. We mm-hmm. got to use it. Right. right. And so rather than just being about, okay, here's our, just our church home, what we're doing, we, we recognize we're doing Rivers, uh, real life community outreach, which is the feeding ministry that's feeding thousands every month and, and the, our vocational training ministry that's teaching job skills. Awesome. We, we have our school, River City Believers Academy. We have the amphitheater that we're doing our best to make use of that and to reach people in a totally different way mm-hmm. and also to help fund our other ministries. So all of these are very unconventional and God did that. So this next step of development is we're just, you know, this campus obviously isn't finished. So we're just saying, okay, it's time to do the next step. Mm -hmm. So we're, we began just a prayer campaign just to pray and begin to seek the Lord and, Mm -hmm. you know, align ourselves in vision. Um, So this fall we'll be talking about vision. We'll be talking about stewardship. What what is God asking of us? It's going to be a really exciting time. I love, though, that you're doing things. Is there another church in America that has a hot air balloon festival in your front yard? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> we've got one. That's, <laughs> That's all. <laughs> no, and, and part of this is, is having great people around. Yeah. Right. Uh, Maggie Titterington is the uh, president of our chamber here, the, the oh, Tri-Cities yeah. and the Northeast Tri-Cities Chamber of Commerce. And she, uh, you know, she attends here and she and I were both approached by these people about a balloon festival and she's the one who really started saying okay well let me look into this because so we partner with our chamber of commerce to do this and it's been a great event for the community it's uh this one's in september and so you know it's awesome good be looking for be looking for info on that the balloon festival is a blast and what you should also do is check out river city community church uh, again right behind rotama park on the old polo grounds Mm -hmm. it's just so unreal i just isn't that cool it's just so wonderful there uh sunday mornings 9 30 and 11 30 yep 9 30 11 30 get plugged in yeah you got a great men's group program real quick very much so very much so uh you can go to reallife.org find out information uh in a couple weeks we have one of our big men's steak nights a couple hundred guys and they have steaks together we got a special guest speaker i think pastor jason powers from yeah. River City, New Braunfels, is going to be speaking. Um, it's just a great time. Just a great time for God to fellowship and hang out. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you uh, share this. If you know someone that needs to hear this who maybe shares the same rant. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you have the crazy uncle <laughs> That's who's going to ruin Thanksgiving. Okay, send, give him this. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll satisfy it enough, but calm him down a little bit. That's right. Pastor Sean, thank you so much for sharing for your heart. Hey, appreciate it, Baron. Thank you all for listening. Uh, give us a, a five-star review. Yeah. Uh, help us out. Let your friends know about us. Um, our desire is to talk about real life issues that we're all reading about, talking about, but to do it from a biblical perspective and do it from a redemptive perspective. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part and have a great week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.